this week on Pointing the Way with Pastor Shad Smith. Welcome to Pointing the Way, a ministry of the Northside Baptist Church in Dallas, Georgia. We pray you will find direction for living as we look into the Word of God today. subject, the danger of the altar call. When I was an unsaved boy, six years old, the most dreaded time of the worship service for me was the altar call. I knew as a boy very early on that I needed to be saved. I had a gospel preacher at the County Line Baptist Church on Benson Mountain in Rockmark, Georgia. His name was Jerry Trelick. And Brother Jerry preached the gospel with clarity. He preached the gospel with passion. And as even a boy, he preached it so simple, I could understand that I was a sinner and that I needed to be saved. And week after week, when the altar call at the end of the service would come, it was the most dreaded time of my week because I knew by experience that God was going to deal with my heart, that God was going to try to draw me to Himself. And I frankly was too embarrassed to come. I knew I needed to be saved. I wasn't against the idea of being saved. Frankly, I wasn't opposed to Jesus. I grew up in a Christian home, had a granddaddy that was a Baptist preacher. I wasn't against Jesus, but I just couldn't make the move. That's my story. Did you know that this morning, hell is full of people that were not actively opposed to Jesus? Hell is full of people today that were not against the idea of being saved one day. Hell is full of people that in this life, they knew they needed to be saved. They just went to that awful place because they neglected to rightly respond to the gospel in time. They waited and waited until finally it was too late. They drifted right past their opportunity to be saved. And their tragedy is what makes these four verses of Scripture so vitally important for you and for me today. Uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. This is the first of five warning passages in the book of Hebrews. This warning today is a warning about the altar call. It's a warning about the gospel invitation to let Jesus Christ change your life. At the end of every service, we give an altar call. Some people will welcome an invitation with great relief. Like I did when I was a boy, I dreaded the invitation, but I was kind of glad at the same time to see it because I knew the invitation, the service was almost over. I was ready to get out of there. Even as a boy, I wanted to get away from that place that made me think about eternity. As a boy, I wanted to go home and think about football. I wanted to go home and think about shooting my BB gun. I wanted to go home and think about catching fish. I wanted to think about anything except eternity. I believe there may be some people in this building today or listening by way of internet, radio today, and the gospel invitation, the altar call as we call it, is going to be the most dangerous thing you're going to face all week. 
It's dangerous because it holds for you the opportunity to reject Jesus Christ one more time. That's what makes it so dangerous. You and I need to understand that one of these days, lost people will reject Christ for the final time. The final time. And did you know when you reject Christ the final time, God signs your death warrant. And you go off into an eternity without God and without His Son, Jesus Christ, and you go to that awful place called hell. Now my prayer for you this morning is that you will listen to this warning passage. The matter of your soul and eternity is at stake. I want you to take just a few minutes to think seriously about where you are going to spend eternity. Nothing is more serious than this warning. Notice in this text, these verses include the warning, first of all, concerning the clarion call of the gospel. Verse 1 says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. This word, therefore, brings together all the thoughts that we've been thinking about from chapter 1, the last couple of weeks. We learn that Jesus Christ is God's last word to man. In times past, God spoke by the prophets, but the prophets never had the full story. God gave His final revelation through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you reject Him, God has nothing else He can say to you. For Jesus is God's final revelation to man. We learn that Jesus is God's living wonder. He's the heir of everything in the universe. He's the creator of the universe. He's the radiance of God's glory. He's the express image of God's person. If you want to see what God looks like, look at Jesus, for Jesus is God. The Bible says that He holds everything together by the word of His power. You remember we talked about uh, that, that force that keeps us on planet Earth. Who put the law of gravity into place? The one who created it all. We're, we're spinning at a speed of a thousand miles an hour on planet Earth, and the Earth is rotating the sun at the speed of 67,000 miles an hour. What keeps us from being a cosmic catastrophe? The one that is holding it all together. What has kept your life from falling completely apart and you being in a grave somewhere? The one that holds it all together. The Bible says this one has also purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. We learned all that in chapter 1. We learned that he's better than the angels. He has a better title, the more exclusive title. He is called God the Son. The Son. The Bible says that He is deity. Angels worship Him. He's eternal. When this old world has passed away, when the sun refuses to shine, and when the stars have fallen out of their socket, He's going to outlast time. One day He's going to come back to planet Earth. He's going to tread over the, over the heads of His enemies because He is God's superior, unique, incomparable Son. Now the writer of Hebrews says, Therefore, or because of all that I just told you, therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed. In other words, when he starts talking, this great one that we talked about, when he starts saying something, we ought to listen. Not as if this is an unimportant message. Not as if this message has no consequence. But we need to give the more earnest heed. Now what does that mean? That means you need to listen closely. You remember how your mama used to snap her fingers to get your attention when she wanted you to hear what she had to say? That's what God's doing through the writer of Hebrews here. He's snapping his fingers and he's saying, you need to listen to what I'm about to say. 
What is he about to say? He's about to talk to you about the gospel. He's about to sound the clarion call. What is the clarion call of the gospel all about? It's about heaven or hell. Very, very simply. I know there's a lot of things in this Bible you might not understand. There's a lot that I don't understand in there. But I know that the gospel is about heaven or hell. It's about life and death. The call of the gospel is about do you want God's wrath or do you want God's mercy when your life is over? That's the gospel call. And he's saying here, you and I need to take heed. We need to give the more earnesty. We need to listen with intensity to the gospel. There may come a day in your life because you've heard the gospel so many times and been given an altar call and you've rejected him so many times. There may come a time when God says, I'm going to quit dealing with your heart. You may get cold and callous and not be sensitive to the things of God and you may leave this life in that condition. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 1 says, He that being often reproved hardeneth his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. One day, God will call you for the last time. One day, God will bring you under the sound of the gospel for the last time. One day, God will give you a final opportunity. I'm not here to suggest that today is your final opportunity. I don't know when you're going to die. You don't know when I'm going to die. But I'm here to just be honest with you. You could die today. You could die tomorrow. This could be your last altar call. Even if you don't die, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, God says, my spirit won't always strive with man. God may deal with your heart in a tender, compassionate way. And you may reject it and you may become like one of these old hardened sinners that I've met before and could have become in my own life uh, years ago if I rejected the gospel and rejected the gospel. They finally get so callous. You try to tell them about Jesus, they shun you. They don't want to hear it. Say, so how in the world could a person even say something so, so stupid? Because they get hardened. God quits calling them. I'm pleading with you today. When the clarion call of the gospel comes into your heart, don't exhaust the patience of God. The second part of the warning, the writer of Hebrews warns us of the careful consideration of the gospel. Having now been warned that we need to take heed, the writer of Hebrews gives us some very careful considerations. Why? Here's what you need to consider before you just say no. First of all, in verse 1, lest at any time we should let them slip. The things that he's talking about letting slip by, namely here, is the things we've heard about God, Son, the Lord Jesus, the gospel. He said, you're going to let that slip. He, he's saying it is very possible that something so valuable, something so precious is right in front of you at this moment. And it's very possible. You need to consider that your whole eternity may hinge on what you're going to do this, this day, this altar call. Something so precious to you for all of eternity is in jeopardy of slipping away from you right now. Right now. I believe there may be some people in this room today, you're so very close to heaven. You're very close to getting saved. God arranged your life to get you here on this day of all days to hear this message. And God has been arranging your life so that He can call you and save you. But there's a very real possibility that you'll reject it and this will be your last rejection. You need to take heed, he says, lest at any time we should let the things we've heard slip, let them slip by is what he's saying. You see, if you continue to put it off until a later date, eventually you're going to miss heaven altogether. Because you keep putting off salvation, but guess what's getting closer with every time you put it off? Death. 
death. And death's going to hit you like a mass truck one day, and it's going to be gone. And it'll be too late to pray. You say, I'll pray in my fleeting moments. What if your fleeting moments coming head-to-head with an 18-wheeler around a curve like that? There's no time to pray. You say, well, surely God would have mercy on me and know that I intended to. Yes, He will have mercy. That's why He's got you under the sound of the gospel today. You're not dying in this second. That's why He's giving you this moment. Uh, Consider the second part of the warning here in verses 2 and 3. He says, if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? In verse 2, he recalls the word spoken by angels. What is the word spoken by angels? If you read in Acts chapter 7 and Galatians chapter 3, Paul tells us in the New Testament that when Moses was on Mount Sinai and God gave the law, you remember when God gave the law? Y'all watch the Ten Commandments? Any of y'all ever watched that with Charlton Heston, you know? We're talking, when God gave the law. Do you know how God delivered that law to Moses? Through angels. If that law was steadfast, in other words, if it was proven, if it was proven that if they violated it, that God was going to punish them, and God did. God punished lawbreakers in the Old Testament. If it was proven that what God did in the Old Testament, what He said He would do, if God did it, then He says in verse 3, how shall you and I escape if we here in the New Testament neglect so great a salvation? If you reject the gospel, how will you escape God's wrath if you neglect so great a salvation? And the answer is simple. You won't. You won't. There is no escaping the judgment of God as a lost person. Revelation 20, verse 12, John said, I saw the dead, small and great, big shot, little shot, no shot, rich, poor, black and white, famous and unknown. The dead, small and great. He said, I saw them stand before God and the books in heaven were open, and those whose names were not written in the Lamb's book of life were cast into the lake of fire that burns with fire and brimstone forever and ever and ever. So I definitely consider the gospel Thank you for joining us today. Pointing the Way is a ministry of Northside Baptist Church in Dallas, Georgia. If you would like to contact the ministry, you may write Pointing the Way, 120 Northside Church Road, Dallas, Georgia, 30132. Or visit us on the web at www.northsidedallas.com. Until next time, open God's Word to point the way for direction in your life.